Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to tune into this podcast during this Easter season. We've been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text of how to do so. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. The risen Christ said to his disciples, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the third Sunday of Easter. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Let us pray. Almighty God, 
to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>
Let us pray. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord, give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is taken from Acts, chapter 3, beginning at the 12th verse. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith which is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ should suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from the first letter of John, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appears we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who does right is righteous, as he is righteous. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus stood among them, but they were startled and frightened, and supposed that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questionings rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And while they still disbelieved for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, 
that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Those of you who were able to join our service last Sunday morning will have heard the story from St. John's Gospel in which the risen Christ appears to Doubting Thomas, which, interestingly enough, is a story that has a great deal in common with the incident we heard described a moment ago in the Gospel of Luke. On both occasions, the risen Christ suddenly appears mysteriously in the midst of the disciples. And yet, both stories also emphasize the physical bodiliness of Christ. This is a Jesus who can be touched and who, in today's story, cheerfully tucks into a plate of broiled fish. You can't get much more physically present than that. But there is another point of similarity between the two stories, which is perhaps more easily overlooked, which is to do with the theme of forgiveness. In last week's reading, you might recall that the risen Christ breathes on the disciples, imparting the Holy Spirit to them and empowering them to forgive the sins of others. In this week's Gospel reading, the disciples are sent out into the world specifically to bear witness to the forgiveness of God. In both stories, the basic message is that forgiveness is not an optional extra in the Christian life. Rather, it is central to the calling of all those who would follow the risen Christ, which should not come as a total surprise, given that it lies at the very heart of the prayer that Jesus taught us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But the kind of forgiveness of which Jesus was speaking can be much harder to grasp and indeed to live out than one might imagine. When I was a curate many years ago, I got to know a delightful young couple who had two of the most appallingly badly behaved children I have ever come across. My own offspring undoubtedly had their moments of being utterly unspeakable, most children do, but these two kids were in a different league altogether. Their conduct was not merely disobedient, it was actually quite nasty and unpleasant and they were like it all the time. Just glimpsing the approach of those two children on the distant horizon could be enough to bring a chill to one's soul. Indeed, I can remember driving along a residential street one day 
and observing the two of them rampaging through various people's front gardens and trampling down their flower beds as their helpless mother stood on the pavement making various ineffectual attempts to call them to order. But as I got to know that family and watched them interact, it occurred to me that one of the sources of the problem was that those children never gained any real sense that their behaviour was unacceptable. Their very nice and very well-intentioned parents were always far too quick to let them off the hook, to explain away their behaviour to others. They're always like this when they're tired. And to accept the most obviously insincere of apologies from them, as well as the fact that they never carried out any of their threatened sanctions, as a result of which those two children had never been required to look at their own behaviour or understand that it had consequences. And as a result of that, they had never experienced any real need for forgiveness, precisely because they were always so readily forgiven. It cost them nothing, so it was worth nothing, and it meant nothing. The forgiveness of God is itself profligate, excessive, and outrageously generous. It is a forgiveness that is always ours simply for the asking. But, and this is a very big but, unlike those two well-intentioned but profoundly misguided parents whom I've just described, the forgiveness of God is never, ever cheap. Because the forgiveness of God is always accompanied, as it is in our gospel reading today, by another equally important notion, which is repentance. The forgiveness of God is indeed ours for the asking, but realistically we cannot ask for it until we recognise our own need for it. Which is why forgiveness and repentance are always deeply and inextricably linked. And the deeper our sense of repentance, the more profound will be our experience of the freedom that God's forgiveness brings. So much for our need for forgiveness. But what of our own ability to forgive? Because, as you will remember from the Lord's Prayer, we are also required to forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness is, as I suggested earlier, one of those concepts that is much more easily talked about than actually lived out. It is very easy to speak about the importance of forgiving other people if one has never had to live through the experience of feeling so wounded or so wronged or so betrayed or so devastated by the actions of another or, perhaps harder still, seeing someone who is close to us being abused in that kind of way, that one's whole existence is consumed by resentment or rage, by the desire to hurt back, by the desire to see the person responsible suffer for what they have done. It is perhaps only when we have experienced at first hand that kind of anger and sense of bitter grievance against another person that we can discover both how desperately hard and how desperately necessary the grace to forgive can be. Because forgiveness 
is in fact about being set free. If we are unable to forgive, then it is we ourselves who end up in prison, the prison of our own feelings of anger and resentment, the prison of our own desire for revenge. Archbishop Desmond Tutu once said that forgiveness is the best form of self-interest. Forgiveness is the best form of self-interest, precisely because it releases the victim from the powerful grip of the perpetrator. Conversely, nursing one's grievances can be a superficially satisfying activity for a while, but unless we are able to free ourselves from such grievances and relinquish the role of victim, in the end it is we ourselves who will end up being poisoned by them. The ability to forgive has the power to set us free, but it can also do more than this. And it is at this point that we come close to the very heart of the Christian gospel. Because if, by the grace of God, we are able to forgive those who trespass against us, then perhaps, just possibly, we may be instrumental in helping to set them free as well. It is in Luke's gospel that Jesus, in his dying words on the cross, asks forgiveness for his murderers. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. The forgiveness of God has the power not only to change hearts, but to change the world. However, the reality of making that a reality is, of course, easier said than done. Triandors one of the renowned spiritual leaders of the Romanian church during the modern era, was imprisoned for 17 years because of his faith and kept on such meagre rations that his captors did not expect him to survive. He knew better than most how challenging the gospel imperative to forgive our enemies can be. And I have always respected his astonishing honesty and openness in admitting that. Sometimes forgiveness does feel as if it is beyond our human grasp, fail, frail creatures that we are. It is particularly hard to find a way to try to forgive someone whom you know has absolutely no intention or desire to be forgiven. But what strikes me most about the passage that I'm about to read you, in which Triandors describes that reality, is the fact that he will nevertheless not give up. He will strive with God's help until he manages to reach that shore. He wrote this. I have not yet reached the shore where there is no hatred. The clouds of unjust struggles have not yet passed. The scars of wounds endured have not yet closed. 
warm trust in man lies totally dead. From the springs of forgetting I have not drunk wisdom, weary memories still poison me. From the glades of forgiveness I am still distant. From the sanctuary of refuge I am a great way separated. Lord, bring me the clear dawn of other days. May all painful shadows depart from me. Let me look with tender emotion on the scars of my wounds and with meek goodness upon the faces of my enemies. Bring me the dawn whilst the way is so long. But do not hinder my striving until I reach the shore. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you announce your peace to your disciples. Give that peace to your church, that we may continue to offer worship to you, remotely and in many different ways, yet still together. Breathe into your church the Holy Spirit, so that those who are able to minister to others may continue to do so with grace and compassion. Give our church leaders the wisdom to guide us, that they may draw on your peace to nurture us and sustain us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, you announce peace to our communities. Give that peace to all who care for the sick, the anxious, the bereaved, to all who make life-changing decisions day by day as they allocate resources and tend to those in their care. 
we give thanks for all those in our health service, our doctors and nurses, and those helping to support them, for our social workers and health visitors, for the staff in our care homes, for all those who put their own lives at risk to help others. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, you announce your peace to injured and battered people. Give that peace to all who are affected by the virus and other illnesses, to those in hospital or at home, to those whose treatment has been delayed by the pressures on the health service, to those who are afraid to seek help which they desperately need. May they all know your healing presence in their hour of need. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, you announce your peace in the face of death. Give that peace to all those who have died or who are now approaching death. Be with them and their relatives who may not be able to comfort them in person. Bring light to the darkness of death and rejoicing to the place of tears. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, long ago you announced your peace to your disciples. They proclaimed the good news of your resurrection and the world was changed forever. In these changing and challenging times, teach us to keep faith with them, that our witness may be as bold, our love as deep and our faith as true. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. But chiefly we are bound to praise you, because you raised him gloriously from the dead, for he is the true Paschal Lamb who was offered for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord through him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
we do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. 
Living God, your Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread. Open the eyes of our faith, that we may see him in all his redeeming work, who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, 
through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Hallelujah.